Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. I'm going to start today with a little story, a little break from our usual style, but it is relevant, I promise. So, as you know, I moved to Canada a few years back and one of the first people I made friends with is our lovely guest that I'm about to introduce to you. Over the course of the pandemic, she started to tell me about lots of experiences she was having with neurodiversity. We'll discuss that shortly. And at the same time, I was hearing almost identical stories from Carla. These two ladies were both diagnosed with ADHD this year, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let me introduce you to our awesome guest, multi-business owner, coach, digital marketer, network owner, hypnotherapist, and a mum, and ADHD. Plus, (laughs) she's my Canada friend, Katie McKay. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. And my Canada friend. I like that. (laughs) So I I know I've not been great on the texting front recently, but um, I quite often refer to you as my my Canadian ADHD friend, which that's how people know you now. Absolutely. Um, Despite the fact I have never been. I've never been to Canada, so a few people are like, huh? Hi, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like semi-famous. Exactly. Yes, I love that. Brilliant. So, Seems funny. go on. I, I, I'm interrupting. Carry on. Yeah. No, no I was going to say, um, t- tell, us, tell, us about, tell us about you, Katie, in your own words. Okay. Well, hello. So thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate um, coming on here, and it's going to be, I'm excited to talk about it because it does sound Mm. like we have a lot of similar experiences. But yeah, like Sarah said, um, I am a multi-passionate business owner. I've like, I wear a lot of different hats. I've got a lot of different, um, you know, experiences and and, um, things like that. So I'm really passionate about connecting entrepreneurs and business owners and making sure that it's a really supportive environment because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know about. And I like bringing the digital marketing with with the NLP and everything Thing that I do so that it can all come together to help people grow and wherever they're at get to that next level and uh, just mm-hmm. help them where with whatever they need whether it's internally or from a business perspective there's so many different pieces that come together to make you your version of successful so I like to look at a little bit of everything to you know help get people where they need to be because it's so different for every so, person yes absolutely that, yeah yeah. That sounds exciting and soothing at the same time. I like it. <laughs> I have to ask the question. When oh. so talk about when you were first diagnosed with ADHD. How, how did that how did that come about and yeah, let's so do that question first. Yeah, let's do that. About? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, so it started really in um during COVID. Um when because I was so go 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 before and all of a sudden everything halted, right? Like I didn't have mm. a choice but to sit with myself and stare at these four walls and I realized that I was struggling in ways that I didn't see other people struggling and it wasn't that I didn't like being home it was that I was struggling with little things that I didn't think were a problem or that I see other people doing so seamlessly I was like there's got to be something more to this and Sarah you're going to laugh at this so please don't listen to this (laughs) next part Um, So I all of a sudden wound up on TikTok and I started seeing (laughs) I started seeing videos, though, from people who had ADHD and they were telling their stories. And I was like, that's not a normal thing. What are you talking about? So I started looking it up and then I went down the rabbit hole. And I think just the simple fact that I went down a huge rabbit hole was pretty telling. Um, But all of a sudden, everything lined up with experiences from when I was a kid and just how I handle different situations and, you know, all the way to the, the really good things of why I'm so good in really stressful situations. You know, there's a lot of good that comes with it too, but it made me realize like, okay, this is something that I got to deal with. (laughs) And so that's when I started getting help because I realized I wasn't processing things the same way that people around me were. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) I feel feel like it's, I mean, uh, Carla, were your experiences similar for, for that? 
So weirdly, I know quite a few people now who are like, fucking TikTok changed my whole life. I saw it and realised I was ADHD and now I've got this thing and like, what the hell? And I'm like, well, you probably had the thing all along. That was always a thing. Um, for me, it was completely different in that I had always assumed, so I have quite a few friends who are on the spectrum. I have quite a few friends who do have ADHD and it just not occurred to me that that was a thing. Um, I have always processed stuff quicker than everybody else. I've always been like, I, f- I literally feel like I... Um, so I used to get really frustrated when people were telling me something because it felt like they were talking at half speed. They, they were probably talking fine. It's just I talk at four mm-hmm. times the average speed of a human, which is, you know, um, and my, my brain does the same. And I just assumed I was quick and clever. And my, all my whole life I've been like, oh, Carla's so clever. She's so quick at picking things up. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you get praise and you, you take that in as a narrative in the same way that you take in criticism. So it wasn't something that I had really considered. And then I had a, um, a Zoom with someone from Wizard School not about wizard school about our actual jobs um and we we were chatting for about an hour and a half and then she said to me right at the end and she was like oh it's so nice to meet someone else with adhd and my face must have reflected shock but she was like oh shit i didn't mean to upset you and i was like i know you haven't upset me i'm just completely astounded because that's not a thing and she was like maybe have a look at that and i was like okay i was like all right crazy not crazy lady Jan, you're brilliant. I love you. But I was just like, what? <laughs> Didn't really think much more about it. And then, and then, and then, then fell down the rabbit hole. So in that sentence, yes, that was definitely, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. See, and, um, your, and your, was like, your speed of talking is, it's scratching yeah. an itch in my brain and it's so beautiful. And because I can keep, <laughs> right? Like I can, yeah, I can but, keep but up I, with I, it. My whole life I have been told, talk more slowly, speak more slowly. Carly, you need to speak more slowly. And when I speak slow enough for like a conference or like when I'm doing, so when I was, I, was, I tried to do a TED Talk, I didn't do the TED Talk last, thank fuck I didn't do the TED Talk last year. But um, when I was practicing for that, um, I like the way, I, there are people like speak slower and I was like, I'm speaking so slowly I might die. Like I cannot <laughs> deal with this. If I have to focus then, too much on speaking slowly, I forget what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, right? That's the thing. So, or I just feel like I'm speaking so slowly that the people I'm speaking to will think I think they're idiots. And I don't. I just... Anyway, so that, that is definitely a thing. And um, and then I, like you, started reading all the stuff um, and was like, oh, maybe this is a thing. And then I think for me, my defining moment, there is a screening questionnaire that the UK requires in order to go to your GP and say, I think I've got ADHD. And I printed this questionnaire off and I did it. And I got 17 out of 18. And I was like this isn't a very good screening questionnaire. This is just life. Surely everybody is just like, who, who is not like this? Um, so then I sent it to some of my friends who got between zero and four. And I was like, you sent it to me, didn't you? I did I send think. it to you, yeah, but then yeah. we think, we think that maybe you answered that with like coping mechanisms in place. But yes, I, I sent it to some of my friends who are definitely neurotypical um, or who are definitely not ADHD. I think some of them might have other, other neurodiversities, but, 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 and it, it absolutely astounded me. And I was like, so, so you don't, this isn't, and they were like, no, Carla, that's not normal. And I was like, it's fucking normal for me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how did I, how am I 35 and I didn't know this? So uh, yeah, that, that was when I then pursued diagnosis. Mm. It's been interesting. Mm. I feel like mm. I wanted to get the two of you together because for me, it was like... Because you're a glutton for punishment, Sarah? <laughs> that, possibly. But it, it was like, there was this weird mirror thing going on. I was having conversations with Carla. I was having conversations with you, Katie. And it was mm-hmm. like the, talking to the same person in two different accents. And I was just like, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand what is happening here. Well, this, I think we, point... We're actually, if, if we'd never been in the same room, like maybe we are the same person. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. An accent, maybe oh. Katie has a really good English accent. Are you maybe trying to fuck with my head now? Is that what you're <laughs> yes. trying to do? Yes, yes, we are. I am, we are. What are we? Yeah. No, we are, we are all here. We might even do a screenshot to prove that we are. Yeah, we need to, definitely. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I, I'm interested to know, Katie, especially... Because I know before you had your diagnosis and yeah. you had all of these things going on and it was just a, because you got, I think just around the time we first met, you'd been given an award for like mum of the year, you know, with, with, um, uh, because of your, of all your business stuff going on. And I didn't think and... that I, like, I, I remember saying, um, that I didn't know why they picked me, that I didn't understand right. it. Right. Because it it the things that I do, I just do. I don't think that they're anything like I've got, you know, there's imposter stuff that goes with it. But there's also things where it's like, I'm not good at it. It's just something that I can do. Like, I don't it's uh, right. So weirdly, actually, in in my case, I, I can relate because it. It's stuff I can't not do. I can't only do one thing. If I do one thing, yeah. I get angry and, and miserable mm. and resentful. Yeah. So, but people are like, "Oh, you're so you're so good at juggling," and I'm like, 
no, I'm just shit if I try and do one thing. Yeah. So I do many. Yeah? If I'm just That's if I just have one ball, I get distracted and drop it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've got another one coming, you can yeah. like drop it and pick up the next one and it's cool. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. But how how do you feel like your diagnosis has has it changed how you feel about all your work or has, has it made you understand things more or like, how does it how is it kind of that's a big question i know <laughs> so it is a big question because i there's i i see it in two different ways so okay from one side um initially like i i think that we talked about this a little bit um there was a grieving process for me where i didn't want to believe it i didn't want to think that there was like something quote wrong with me which there's not it's just how i am but there was a there was a period of time where I was like, oh, I was in denial. I was like, oh, no, maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. Maybe I'm just good at this, you know. And um, so there was definitely a period of grieving while at the same time being a lot more patient and understanding with myself and recognizing some of my behaviors that I didn't like about myself. I gave myself grace and I also was able to come up with a strategy that was actually effective for me. Because there were things in my life that just weren't working. So then I was like, uh, I'm going to give an example because I'm staring at it right now. My laundry. Okay. <laughs> laundry doesn't exist if it's in a drawer. I don't believe in it. I don't see it. It doesn't exist. One of my favorite shirts was in a drawer for two years. And I opened it. I was like, oh, I've been, where was this? It was at the top of the fucking pile in the drawer. <laughs> I just hadn't opened it in the entire time that I lived in a place. So I was like, okay, I guess I have a new shirt again, idiot. Anyways, so what I did is... Take the idiot out, miss. Okay, yeah. No idioting. We are going to be nice to ourselves. We're going to be nice to ourselves. Yeah, I'm good at that too. Anyways, so what I did is I took my closet doors off. My closet doors are under my bed. And I hang up all the stuff that I want to see. And then I've got bookcases in the front now instead of drawers. And I lay everything out and there's a ton of piles with different categories of stuff because that's just it works for me i know that if this is the type of shirt i want to wear that this is the small pile i can pull from and it works and it has completely cut down on my stress and the time it takes because i would i get stuck in decision paralysis right and that extends across everything but i was able since being diagnosed with it able to come up with strategies that actually work because I'm able to look up like, why is this a thing for me? You know, I was able to join Facebook groups. There's a neurodivergent cleaning group. I'm not the greatest at cleaning because I don't see it. It be- it blends in. It becomes one with my environment and I am <laughs> fine with it. I don't care until someone's coming over. And then I was like, wow, I'm really not fine with this. What Panic do I do? Stations. Yeah, 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 I get um, that. So what I, and what I've started to do is now if my house starts getting messy, I invite somebody over because I know I'll have to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> so just different strategies that work that I used to think was silly before or or dumb or any of those things. Um, now I'm just making it work. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm giggling because laundry is like my biggest nemesis, which just feels like the saddest thing in the world, doesn't it? Like, um, yeah. I, I, all I will say is I'm very lucky that I have a husband who does the laundry and the ironing and all that kind of stuff because I don't like I mean, so. I used to have a boyfriend who wanted me to iron the sheets before we went to bed. Oh, dear God. Even then was like, no, love, you want iron sheets? You iron the fucking sheets. I am not ironing the fucking sheets. I am going to bed possibly without putting the duvet cover on. Like, I'm good. Do uh, so. you guys put sheets on? <laughs> So, 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 so I think this is one of those things where like, I'm really bad at lots of stuff, but one of my greatest luxuries in life is clean sheets. So I have been known to change my sheets three times a week because it is like a free, but incredible luxury. Um, and it, it feels worth the effort because of the joy I get out of it. That's um, actually putting away like my washing, taking normal washing out of the machine. Yeah. Not so much that can stay in there for like a week and then need washing three times to get rid of the smell. That's a thing. Yep, like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My thing um, is. So yeah, it's, it's not like I'm suddenly like good at stuff. It's just, that is a thing that I. Yeah, I love so my, I do it. my yeah. thing that I struggle with the most is is dishes. And I realize it's because I actually have a lot more sensory issues than what I first thought. Like a ton oh. more sensory issues than what I first thought. And now looking back, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So and it, it, it extends like throughout my entire life, not just in in life, but in business and in certain eye opening for sure. Mm, 
So it's been a little bit overwhelming recognizing all of these things with myself. I went through a period of where I was like, I'm completely shutting down right now and I can't help it because it was just too much. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, so did you find, like, with all of your different um, income streams and things, was it a case of did you just want to put a bunch of them down and step away from them? or One of them was impacted anyways because of COVID, just because of the sure. industry that it was. Um, mm. It made me question all the things that I'm doing and am I doing it because I like it? Am I doing it because I want to, or am I doing it because my ADHD told me that I need to? Mm. Um, So I don't, I don't know the answer to that one, but I'm still doing most of it. I think okay. in some ways we'll never know the answer to that though, because I think um, and one of the, I've had very similar questions and, and I say, I think because it's something that you've always had, the yep. knowledge that you have it doesn't change the fact that you have it, if yeah. you see what I mean. Yeah. So, like, because someone said to me, oh, is that ADHD or is that just your personality? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't want to be defined by I would, it, but I it's also something that, that is having an impact. Quite interlinked, aren't they? Yeah, I imagine, and so. I mean, I suspect if I wasn't ADHD, I would find, well, I started meds and then had a breakdown because, well, not breakdown, well, kind of breakdown, mm-hmm. um, because for the first time I could see the level of overwhelm that I had scheduled into my own life which is a bit weird like I think because people have been telling me I have too much scheduled into my life for my entire life and I was like meds fine and then within a month of starting meds I was like holy shit there's a lot going on in my life and people were like "Uh uh-huh and (laughs) it's been a bit of a weird like yeah I I don't yeah and as I say I don't know is is that because ADHD made me do it is that because I I, or am I just someone who is driven and does stuff I I think maybe those things are very hard to extricate from each other I don't think yeah I don't think there is a way no, I'm finding I'm finding this really fascinating because obviously when we first planned this chat, I thought I was neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you to keep us on track, weren't you? Uh-huh. That was the plan, wasn't it? That was absolutely the plan. Then the neurotypical one was going to sit in the middle and go, right, okay, guys, we've got you know time ticking away, kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, it was actually very recently that I was talking to a, a, a therapist who specialises in ADHD, um, and she i i i asked her the question i said you know i know all of these lovely ladies who've been recently diagnosed what does that say about me and she gave me a very gave me a very pointed (laughs) face and went well you know maybe that's something to think think about do you know what i think is really interesting actually is because there has been and and it is i mean i know a couple of people who are like oh tiktok you know i haven't actually yet been i don't i don't tiktok and i'm highly unlikely to start but um I think there has been an explosion and I think there are some people certainly over here there are some people sort of muttering about social contagion and that kind of stuff as though we are a bunch of teenage girls <laughs> and I think that there is an explosion because we are naturally drawn to people who are like ourselves and we we fit with people in a way that we don't fit with normal people and and so then it's quite natural that when something happens for one and they get an explanation that the other one goes Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's Mm. that's how I feel as well. But I thought that was normal. Or, you know, and I I think I'm getting I'm getting that it's like a level of acceptance too. Yeah. Right. And I'm I I, that's something that I got from TikTok was there were moms in their thirties that were just going, I didn't realize that it, you know, everything was harder than it needed to be. Here are some tips. Here Mm -hmm. is my experience. And then it's like okay, I'm not the only one. Right. And that's what TikTok has done for me in that regard is like, okay, I'm not alone. Right. And that's been the biggest thing. So something I'm curious about, because it's something that I have experienced quite a surprising amount over the last 11 months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have had people who I have mentioned this to in passing and they've gone, oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to tell me what your neurodiversity (laughs) is. (laughs) I've known you for 10 years. Why have you not mentioned this before? And I have had people who I have met quite recently, who I have spoken to, obviously through COVID we've spoken, but we haven't seen each other in person. And we've then met up. Um, I've not mentioned ADHD. And then within, I don't know, 15 minutes, they've gone, can I ask you a personal question? ADHD. And I'm like, dude, seriously, if it's this obvious, why is it taking me this long to figure it out? Like, what the hell? And I, I mean, some of these people have been involved in education. Some of these people have ADHD. Some of these people have friends with, with neurodiversities. So I think it's maybe that they have more... Um, I say they have more exposure to it. It's not like I don't. It's just I'd never thought to apply it to me before. Mm. Um, but once I did, it was like everything fell into place a bit. Like there was a lot of stuff where I was like, oh, that's why I'm struggling. That That's why I'm struggling mm-hmm. with this like tiny thing that I shouldn't be struggling with, but I really am. It's, it's disproportionately problematic to my life. 
like loading the dishwasher or tidying the kitchen or remembering to hoover um a lot of my stuff is housework based but yeah so oh yeah, a lot of mine is i'm finding is self-care based i forget to wash my hair for over a week okay. you know and things like that it's terrible yeah. mm. and I- I think that's part of it as well is that it's different for everybody so yeah. oh yeah it, you know yes. it's it's it's, it's going to be slight different for for everybody my um, my yeah, thing wasn't I'm... wasn't people from my past going oh i was wondering it was people that once i started talking about it and being like i think i might have this i had one person and my initial reaction was anger i don't know why like that was something that i had to deal with but when i said you know i think i have adhd and they're like you didn't know what do you mean of course you do <laughs> Yeah, I have I have definitely had that from people. Um, yeah, they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean you didn't know you had ADHD? And I'm like, it would have been really nice if you'd mentioned this sometime in the 20 years that you've known yeah. I exist. Like, yeah, that you've noticed. Um, but um, at the same yeah. time, at the same time, I think that this goes back to why women aren't as diagnosed is because we're so good at masking, mm-hmm. right? We're so good yeah. at fitting in and wearing the masks that we're supposed to because I was... The, the way that they come up with a diagnosis for ADHD when you're a kid is they're testing boys, which show completely differently than girls do. Um, mm-hmm. But they look at boys and they look at their hyperactivity and they look at their poor grades. And they I had fantastic grades all throughout high school. I oh, had, really? right? And I was, but I was so anxiety ridden that I wouldn't do anything that would upset anybody. I was like, and if, if I did upset somebody, I was mortified and then it would just it would just snowball into a thing that I couldn't quite come back from so I've I got really good at masking because I never want I don't like being embarrassed and so I just wouldn't do things that would put me in a situation where I might be embarrassed so um Mm. and I'm noticing it more now that I'm dating somebody and it's still relatively new but someone that accepts me fully and completely, I'm able to take that mask off a little bit. And so I've noticed that I'm a little bit more clumsy than I used to be. And it's like, oh, because I'm not, I'm not masking. I'm not spending, like, if you guys saw the bruise on my leg right now, you would be, Sarah, I'm sending you a picture. Anyways, um, (laughs) I, but it's like, okay, so I'm not spending all of this emotional energy on Mm. making sure that I'm not or making sure that my mask is on and that I'm not doing certain things. I'm able to take my mask off around these people that are around me where I can be myself. So it's not that I'm like m- more ADHD or I have more symptoms than before. It's that I don't have to spend so much energy masking it. And Pretending. I think that that's yeah. why people are seeing it more. But it's also, I've never been happier because I'm not spending all that em- energy hiding myself. Right. This, like, is, this is really interesting. Oh, sorry, go on. I don't want to interrupt you. Carry on. But yeah, like, so, I mean, you've met, you've met my current, my boo, and, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm able to be myself, but I'm super ditzy, and it's like, I say things that it's like, that was the dumbest thing I could have possibly said, but we're able to laugh about it and move on, but it's things that I would have never said before. It's things that I wouldn't have dreamed of saying because I wouldn't want to come across dumb I don't like I don't like when people interpret me as anything less than intelligent and Mm -hmm. so if I say something stupid I used to get super like shut down embarrassed and then I just wouldn't talk I see I find this really interesting because I I actually had a very brief conversation with Carla this morning um over whatsapp talking about I think we were talking a little bit about masking weren't we and I said I'm starting to think actually maybe the reason I developed coping mechanisms pretty early on is because I I embraced my weird from a very young age. I knew I was weird. I knew I was ditzy. Um, I knew I said, I mean, Stude likes to frequently remind me of a comment I made as we were driving through New England where I went, oh, isn't the sky higher here? And he thinks it's absolutely hilarious because it's the <laughs> that most... That's exactly the comment. kind of thing I would say. Like, exactly, yeah. yeah. But for me, it, it was totally normal. But also me saying that stuff is it has been normal my entire life so i've mm-hmm. i've i've always been incredibly clumsy i've just been, oh yeah it's me i'm the clumsy one i always fall over my own fucking feet you know it's mm-hmm. this is sarah um so i've i don't feel i don't know whether i don't feel like maybe i have 
done some masking but i feel like i embraced my weird from very very early on and was just like okay this is me i'm just a weird person this is that's, but if that's it fine. didn't have an emotional effect on you like if you weren't super embarrassed by those things i've been super mm. embarrassed by those like it has yeah, had yeah. like it's it's affected me mm. so that's where i put a mask up where other areas i haven't felt the need to put a mask up um so i think that people put masks on different things depending in on their values direct- yeah i mean i think mm. it's really interesting so i I'm, I'm listening to both of you and i'm like hmm somewhere maybe in between so I have always been similarly to Sarah I have always been the odd one so I remember in year seven I don't know what that translates to in in Canada but first year of high school no 11 no 11 11 years old yeah Yeah. so just when you've shifted from primary school to secondary school and we had a non-uniform day and everybody else came in this was like late 90s early 2000s so everyone else came in in like Adidas um, and Alessi sportswear right Carla came in with jeans and her favourite shirt and a fucking set of western boots because that was what I enjoyed wearing and everyone ripped the piss out of me and I was like but I like it and I was fine like I was fine I I don't think I had that same embarrassment issue but I accepted very very early on that I was never going to be like everybody else um and the thing I think that has helped me to cope and structure which I actually only realised quite recently is external structure from my parents uh so for example at the grand old age of like 26, 26, 25, 26, I, my dad got in the car and said, so how did, how did, how did your car get through its MIT? And I was like, shit, MIT. And he was like, you haven't taken your car from him. And I was like, no, I've been driving it all summer without MIT. <laughs> um, because oh, up until then, they had always, dad had always dealt with it for me. I hadn't had to do it. But, and I think part of that, part of it was wanting to help and be lovely and brilliant. And, and part of it, I think, was because they knew somewhere deep down that I, didn't do that stuff if someone else didn't do it for me it just didn't get done um i mean my mom still keeps my passport i'm 35 now you know like i think there's that external structure through my whole life and that that's one of the reasons i think i didn't clock it earlier can i just interject as well canada is not going to understand mot so it's just like oh sorry it's an annual Um, annual checkup on your car to make sure that it is actually road worthy that it's allowed to be on the road like like oh we we do not have that oh boy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but i mean there is there is stuff like that you know there is um yeah just just booking appointments and that kind of stuff and i hadn't realized how i think also because i'm an only child and i'm very very close to my parents it didn't occur to me that it was weird for them to do that stuff and then and then i moved in with a friend and she was like yeah that's not normal and i was like hmm (laughs) it's weird isn't it because also your own normal is your own normal like you don't know any other normal until you maybe move in with somebody else or, or marry somebody or you know when you get really close to somebody else's family and then you see their family and then your immediate reaction is well they're fucking weird because it's not your normal so you don't I, f- I find it really difficult to judge like what what is what is me being ADHD and what is just my own normality and where is it that actually the rest of the world are weird hmm. I well hmm. I'm going back to like um high school when you were talking about like mm-hmm. how you stood out I worked very 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 hard at being a chameleon I was, I was a complete, like I could, I got along with everybody. I could fit in like, and I didn't have like a friend group. I mean, I thought I did, but then everybody would make plans and do something else. And then I'd show up to our like normal spot and it's like, all right, they're not here. Okay. I guess I'll go somewhere different. And then I would go and find another group and it didn't matter who they were. It was, hi, I'm here now. And I would just kind of sit in, sit down, blend in. And it didn't matter who they were, what group it was, I would just blend in. Um, But it was also really strange because I was always the one putting up my hand and answering questions because I couldn't not answer something. I couldn't keep it in my head. It would actually stress me out. Um, It was either I'm blurting things out and being engaged, like to engage me, or I don't hear a goddamn thing you say the whole time. Um, and then, you know, I was in a baseball academy and I did really, really, really well. And I won a ton of awards. I even got like, I hurt, I got hurt halfway through and I still won the awards at the end. And I, what I thought was just something that I did, people hated me for. And so because Mm. people hated me so much for that, I stopped. I figured I had to mask and blend in and dumb myself down and make myself seem less intelligent because I didn't want to upset anybody else. So my grades dropped and it was just because, well, it's if I'm, you know, I don't need to be getting this high of a grade. I can get this and still, you know, won't get the teacher's attention. It won't get other people upset with me. It won't get me like it's just I'm good with coasting. It's like flying, flying under the radar, like 
Yeah. Yeah. I got really or, or good just, at that. Just, uh, did you sort of see it as a way as that this is how, how I'm going to get accepted? This is what I need to do to Absolutely. Sort of get acceptance. Yeah. Is that kind Absolutely. Of... I, had a, oh. I had a lot of trouble if I wasn't accepted. Um, mm. So I would either um, work really hard to be accepted or just completely remove myself from a situation where I wouldn't. And I had one mm. teacher that was just, he embarrassed me in class. And I dropped his class that day. I was done. I was like, right. no, I'm not. I'm not going back. Yeah. I'm done. Impulsivity for the win, but, yep. but oh, also yeah. Yeah, with yeah, a good, yeah. with a good, yeah. I, I think, I think, I do think it's hard because I mean, I, I do, I do recognise. I think that I was very lucky that I had a really solid group of friends at, um, particularly at secondary school. Uh, one of whom is still one of my best friends now, um, and we. I think that protected me from the the worst of of school stuff mm-hmm. like um but one of the things i would say that that kind of is coming through where you would kind of try to mask and and i have always been too much i have always felt like i've been too much for, for people i am too loud i am too talkative i am too excited i am too enthusiastic i am too much of everything um and i have never really known well, while being very aware that this is something that people think i have never really known how to uh kind of get back in the box as it were like how to like that is my much. biggest that is my um, biggest thing yeah. being too so much. So I and now now as an adult even before way before I had the ADHD diagnosis I'm like well fuck it I enjoyed so I wear my daft toddler clothing and I well not toddler but toddler style clothing like um and I dye my hair stupid colors and I wear glitter in the daytime and I do all the stuff and I swim in a mermaid tail and I do all the mad stuff and now it's become all the stuff that was so hard then has become all the stuff that actually people know me for and remember me for and admire me for and they're like oh you're so brave and I'm like again not really brave can't not do this shit so just doing it like loudly and proudly now um but as a I mean even now occasionally I will kind of pull myself back and go okay maybe I'm dominating the conversation and then I stop talking and then no other fucker talks so I have to talk again <laughs> otherwise no fucker talks like what is that um but it is really sometimes I do feel like I'm just over the top too much and I but that's who I am and I don't know how to fix that and I don't think I want to fix that but I have been made to feel in life that I should particularly in school because the combination of being too much too talkative and pretty bloody intelligent and able to answer most questions unless it was maths which I'm not very good at uh but everything else I, I had my hand up I was essentially Hermione Granger with ADHD um <laughs> actually Emma Watson does have ADHD so does um, she? That's, that's a thing yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know that yeah so so I hear anyway I mean I don't know her obviously um but yeah so I I that yeah, was that, that was that me too much that hiding it was too, yeah I was but you see I don't I don't think I've, I'm, I think I'm good at masking in other ways. So I'm really good socially and I don't think that's masking. I think I am just good socially. But one of the things I have struggled with my entire life is fucking humour. So people will say things and like like cultural references and stuff and people will say stuff and people will laugh and I'm like, I have no idea why that's funny. So I just <laughs> kind of laugh at the same time, which makes me sound like a psychopath. But <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And then, and then people are like, I don't know. Like it's, 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 that there is definitely something. There's, there's a few things I've... And I just... My overwhelming feeling... I don't know if this feels the same for you two. My overwhelming feeling, if I have to describe like what what it feels like, knowing now knowing there's a neurodiversity, but not knowing what that was before, just what, what my life felt like, is that like I have a fabulous life. I love my life. It's great. I've built it to be exactly... But I have missed a memo that everybody else has got. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I'm in a room of like your average selection of people generally i'm like you guys you know you just know what to do you know how to adult you know how to and i just don't i I don't it's like i missed literally i feel like i missed some like secret lessons or like some kind of secret handbook or something um because that's just not how my brain works but that's who the world is set up for yeah but the older i I don't know the the more people that i meet and the older that i get and the more i've experienced this it's no one knows what they're doing. Everybody's just kind of... Well, there is like, that. There is that. But some people give off quite a good, like... And again, is that... Ma- like, maybe no, people are asking everything they yeah. are. People thought that about me. So I remember... Mm. Oh, people, yeah. When I was in a meeting, this was in a Connect Now meeting, and I had just had my son, and my... What people didn't know was that my mom had him in the parking lot so that when I went out to the bathroom, I could, like, go and check on them. Like, I had such bad postpartum. Like, my anxiety was through the roof. And... As soon as the meeting was done, I ran out and I nursed him and I cried in the parking lot. But my mom had moved the car away so that... And then I forgot my wallet, obviously. So I had to go back inside. And I, you know, at that point, Kate, mask on, I'm good. Um, About a year later, someone said, she's like, I was just watching you and you just got... How do you... How have you figured it out? 
you're the mom, you're the business owner, you've got the two kids, like you are doing incredible, like, how are you doing this? She says, you're, it's, she says, I feel like I'm not doing enough because I see what you're doing. And I was like, oh, you didn't just see the absolute meltdown I had. And then just literally like, just lift the curtain. We're just like, have a look yeah, behind the scenes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. that's when I started like really being more honest with the shit that I was going through because it was like, I was that person. I was too much, you know, I was mm-hmm. always seen as too much. And, you know, I was talking about my, my current partner. He made it like, we were laughing hysterically and I made a joke and he's like, oh my God, you're too much. And it was a very positive thing for him. It was a yeah, very it... positive. And I went from like laughter to like crying. I was like, mm, nope, a trigger. That, <laughs> that was a thing for me yeah. apparently. Yeah. And so, but now I'm able to like process that and be like, okay, so this is a thing for me. We, I don't like, I don't like that. And I'm able to tell people more now, um, you know, this is something that bothers me. You know, don't, I, I, I'm not okay with this. Like I'm better at putting up boundaries of what, I'm not okay with anymore and what the things that bother me because I don't know. Yeah. And like, um, you know, um, I, I try to out logic my emotions because I've been, I'm one that can be quite emotional. And then, so then I try to out logic my emotions. You and can't, so, you can't, you can't anything logic. You can't logic your emotions. That's not a thing. <laughs> but then, so I do, but I shut, I just shut down. And then it takes me a yeah. bit to figure out which one's going to win out. And I usually, by the time I'm done the conversation in my head between the emotional side and the logical side, by the end of that, I'm fine, <laughs> which I don't, I think it's just another coping thing because I don't yeah. want my outbursts because I've upset so many people in the past. I don't want to do that anymore. So I just shut down and I go internal and I don't know if it's a mask, but I don't, I think I'm okay, you know, because by the end of it, I'm able to say, hey, this is why this bothered me. I'm okay now. But in the moment, that's why I was upset and I needed the time to process it. Um, and I've, I've realized that the only people that don't like that are people that were benefiting from me not having boundaries before. So the people that I have around mm. me now are much more understanding. Mm. Which is really good, sense. I think. Yeah. Mm. But I'm, I'm curious, Sarah, as we're kind of like, talking about our experiences what, what what are you what are you thinking I'm, I'm getting like mind. little fireworks going off in my head and I'm like oh that's why I've been like that or I've done and I'm thinking I'm actually thinking back to past experiences that to me were just like you know totally normal and this is what was happening and now I'm starting to think differently about them mm. um I'd say I am still very much in the stages of is this a thing for me I don't know I'm very much oh. investigating and I'm fully medicated and I'm still there I'm like <laughs> And then today I was like, yeah, this is a thing. Because today is the first day I've not had meds since I started meds. And like, yeah, it's a thing. Who knew? Um, But I I think think there is that. And do you know what? I think that's a peculiarly female thing. I have not seen, I mean, I don't know loads of guys with it, but I have seen more women doubt their instinct and their diagnosis than men. Um, And I also, something that I find really interesting, so going back to this kind of explosion of, or what they're referring to as an explosion of people, an explosion particularly of adult women getting diagnosed, um, and a lot of people are like, oh, but you know, people are just following suit, blah, blah, and then there's this whole thing of like, oh, but you know, um, so someone was calling the other day, I can't remember where I read it, um, and they were saying, oh, but you know, we need to check out these like, um, basically the, the the private practices that are diagnosing people and, and starting them on this, um, because you know, how do we know? Like, it's, you know, it's it's far too high a hit rate. And I'm like, if you get to the point where you're willing to pay money to see if you have a thing, and then continue to pay money to see if you can fix the thing, there's a good chance you have the thing. Like, I don't think normal people find themselves in ADHD clinic going, "Do you think this is something I have?" <laughs> I just don't think that's something that happens. I feel like you self-select. Um, so even going to the GP, like if I don't know, ninety percent of people who think they have ADHD then get diagnosed with ADHD that's probably because there's a reason in adulthood that you get there mm. um and I, I think I I just I think we we it, it's almost like it's almost like we we want to pretend that we because it's not it's not that we're not fine it's just that the world is not necessarily set up for mm. neurodiverse no, humans so, and so we want to pretend that we can cope with that and it's cool and it's fine and actually I think that can be exhausting in its own way like a, it's a really from a, from a societal I, perspective women are expected 
to maintain the house. They're expected to do the housework and raise the kids yeah. and go to women do a million different things all at once and remember them all as well. That doesn't necessarily come naturally to everybody, but because we're women, it is expected. I think, and that that does frustrate me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my point was, but it felt important to get that little bit of blurt. Yeah, out, no, I so. think that yeah, there's 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 less women getting diagnosed. First of all, because it's not seen in childhood. Second, there's not enough education for GPs in general on on mm. what it's like. Um, I was very 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 fortunate with mine. Um, I know no no that's not the the typical because you know having a having a good well, doctor seems to be rare <laughs> yeah. yes i think i was very lucky with mine actually so she's not she wasn't my she is now my usual gp but she wasn't my usual gp i think um, mine had retired and she was new and uh it was during covid and i had a phone call and they were brilliant they got me through really quickly like i had no issue accessing her um and she was like oh there's not a lot of research into uh into female neurodiversity she was like but yeah definitely definitely happy to do that she applied to the ccg she did all the stuff so it was like a very I mean, it was still wasn't super, super quick, but it was much quicker than I think it otherwise would have been. And I didn't have to battle it. I didn't have to fight yeah. it. She was very much like, oh, I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen the, the letter that you wrote me. Yes, that sounds reasonable. Let's let's go ahead and see if we can get you diagnosed by somebody specialist. Um, and, and I agree. I was very lucky. I have definitely seen that not play out for other people. But mm. um, on, on the whole, I think. I think it's just it's seen as and I mean to be fair if I'm 150% honest because this podcast is all about honesty, right? When Jan first said it to me, I was like, isn't that the thing where little boys chuck chairs around? Like, I just didn't. That that was what I, I didn't know about. I didn't know anything because I hadn't needed to. Um, and then, yeah, now, now I feel a bit bad for that. But I suspect that's still a lot of people's... A lot of people's, um, yeah, understanding of Perception of and understanding. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that people, like for me, when I started saying it to people, they doubt me. Because when I'm presenting and when I'm out and about and talking to people... No, I don't, I don't, but I don't show, I'm very intentional, you know, I'm, I've got that mask on, I'm not showing that to people. And so people don't get to see what it's like internally, because I think for, for women, it's, it's mainly internal, until you look around the house, and it's like, there's one project started there, the laundry is half folded, the dishes start, they, they were started, good job on starting it, we've got some cleaning supplies over here, because we did start to clean the bathroom, and then we got to, oh, Oh, it's not very obnoxious love. We, we, yeah, it was very. I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> but fine, I'll stop talking. <laughs> Jesus. For the listeners, we decided having a, a room full of people who are diagnosed ADHD or possibly ADHD. It was worth having an alarm so this didn't go on for six and a half hours. <laughs> Apparently, you guys will thank us. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, we just we just set it so when Katie was speaking, we didn't make her feel like you know <laughs> too much, right? That's yeah. the thing that we wanted to do in this lovely oh safe space. My God. No, we're good. We're yeah. good. But yeah, um, no, like around yeah. my house, like I you you don't see it, and it's like, oh no, it's all internal, and it's like how the amount of half started projects around my house is ridiculous. Oh my God, don't, I mean, my, because yeah. I'm just suddenly realizing that's my house as my, well. Yeah. I have this going on. And so. my my half started projects are legendary. My inability to stay in a job is legendary. Um, my dramatic, what, what people know, in fact, we've, I've had some really interesting conversations just recently because um, when I was trying to extricate myself from a full-time job and go self-employed, there were all the usual reasons of freedom, doing something creative, doing stuff I wanted to do, all of that cool stuff. Um, and then there was also this element of like, but I just can't do this. I cannot do this for the next 40 years. I literally can't. I will throw myself off a cliff. I will actually die if I have to. And I said this to people and they were like, you are so fucking dramatic. And I was like, but that's how I feel. I don't know why I feel it because everyone else is clearly coping fine with the office job. I cannot do the office job for 40 years. Like it was proper stressful. And now I have this understanding of like, oh, the office was not designed for somebody with your Okay, so brain. that's right? so, so that's similarly um, with, with mine, for example, I... I, I call it chasing the dopamine because mm-hmm. I would get a job. I'd be really, oh dear. I'd be really, really good at that job. I would be successful at that job. And then I'd get bored. And then mm-hmm. no more interest. Started a new job, mm. got a new job. Well, you see, I have a theory that Sarah was so good in the emergency services because adrenaline and dopamine 
Yeah. Ah, in a because I am fucking brilliant in a crisis. I'm hopeless if there's like like a like a half-assed problem. So at the moment where there's the cats and I'm changing different food and it's taking six weeks to see if there's an effect. Absolute crap. Anxiety through the roof. Cannot cope because it's daily decisions. When there is like an actual disaster. So when when Nina was to take the cats as an example, when Nina was hit by a car, I was like straight into motion. Like yeah, brilliant. Phone the vet. Get her there. In the thing. All done. Sort the stuff. Like I was like some kind of whirlwind of efficiency. Um, and I'm sure that there's there's a connection there with like. Oh, there is, because it's it's dopamine. So, like, when I was younger and um, I was put on antidepressants and they didn't work effectively because that affects serotonin. I don't have an issue with my serotonin. My serotonin, more serotonin, yeah. Right? Like, my serotonin's fine. It was dopamine. It was a lack of dopamine that I had. So, um, it was just, it was treated ineffectively because we thought, like, it was presenting as that for sure. But that wasn't the actual thing. So, yeah, it's chasing the dopamine and you get little bits of dopamine. You get so, little bits of dopamine with TikTok. You get like the you got a that, magic box yeah, in your hands. Massive, right? Yeah, that is a problem. So linking back just, just to creativity then, because I think neurodiversity is higher, more highly represented or more... I don't even know what the thing is. There is a higher ratio of neurodiverse women in the creative industries than mm. there are elsewhere, I think. How, how does that... Talk about that. Well, I mean, I can talk about that, but I'm I'm curious as to what you, you guys think about. I I think there's 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 something connected to like, do we get dopamine from what we're making? Do we, like, is it just that we the world is not set up for us, so we 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 shift into this other space? Are we? Yes, both. Yes. I know I'm not expecting you guys to have the answer. This is a huge question, but I'm really curious as to your thoughts. So you're not you don't have to fit in a box because we don't fit in boxes. The boxes are yeah, not made for us, right? So you get I feel to, like you, if you're a, if you're a creative person, you've got it's almost like you've got more permission to be a bit more weird, you know, and, and true. a bit more yeah, out there. Yeah, and you and, find that tribe of like other other weird mm, people, I guess, don't you? Yeah, more yeah, easily, yeah. Like what Katie just said about this not fitting in a box thing. I think mm-hmm. that that yeah, as some as. I think even as something is, oh, I was trying to define my style to someone the other day, and someone had said, "I'm like, I don't know." Someone was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm a bit like um." pixie crossed with princess or something and i was like oh yeah i'm like showgirl cross circus cross like western crossed maybe like a cowgirl crossed maybe something else something else i can't remember this it was like nine things later they were like that's not a style carla and i was like can i just call it carla style like i don't i think i can't even fit in a style box like yeah so yeah i think but do you find actually katie because i know i'm you, you class yourself as a creative person right i never used to oh did you not oh interesting. no tell oh me, god no i was I was sporty. I was smart. That's not creative. I'm not artistic. I'm not. But now put me on Photoshop, put me on like ad design, put me like in graphic design. I can. Yeah. All day, every day. I can't draw stick men. But so I equated. <laughs> you don't need to be to be creative though, yeah. right? Like... But that was what I had been told growing up that yeah. creativity right. is, is artistic. It's, but I, in terms of creativity, I'm great at problem solving. Right. Like mm. I can see things from a completely different perspective. And so I'm able to like I can be really creative with problem solving. I can always like when things get tough, it's like I'll figure it out. Right. And people are like, well, what are you going to I don't know. I'll figure it out. Like it'll be fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. So I think that I'm creative in in more ways like that, because I don't I never used to consider myself a creative person at all. I had the black, I got a black belt when I was seven. I like, I was, I had a schedule. I, you know, I was trying out for team Canada. I got a scholarship in grade 10, like all of these different things, but I didn't think that I was in that box of creativity. So I didn't think that I fit into it for until actually like the past couple of years. So it's still like, I was going to say, do you, do you feel like the, the, the diagnosis has kind of allowed you to embrace your creativity a bit more? not fight against it okay okay which is I like weird. that yeah i'm not yeah, fighting no, no, against it's really it it's because well also there was a whole thing about like because i am good at so many things i didn't want to be like i didn't also need to be that right because i was told I, because i was too much you know, I'm good at a lot of different things. I pick things up quickly. I get, you know, I learn it quickly. I understand it. I can do it. And so when someone asks me, can I do that? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Right. And so learning that, yes, creativity is something that I can be um, is is something because I didn't want to be cocky. And I think that that was my <laughs> biggest thing. I didn't want to be seen as cocky. Um, so I'm having to learn to not fight against that. 
and just be like, it's like, I'm not cocky. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm kind. I'm like quiet. Like, I've just See, always that, been... you what? that strikes me as a peculiarly female thing. I don't, modesty, is it? That, that need to, to, that need to be modesty, that, that, that like need to be modesty. That's not a word. Need to be <laughs> modest. That, that feeling yeah. that you should, you shouldn't be. Actually, if you're all of these things, you should be proud of it. And again, mm. as an adult, I'm able to do that. As a child, I was not great at doing that. So um, back to what you said before generation, about, yeah. Back to what you said before about being funny. Being funny is something that's always just come really naturally to me. But I was okay. always told women aren't funny, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I just yeah. I would I would completely tone it down, you know. And it's also I didn't realize that that I sometimes a... feel like I sort of feel like I've spent my whole life not not in humor, but like I, I've spent my whole life trying to tone myself down and failing. Um, which yeah, I yeah. Having said that, please don't be offended if you say something and I laugh and then have no idea why it was funny because it won't be you, it'll be me. <laughs> That's a thing. To be fair, I'll have forgotten about it right away. So, <laughs> Katie is my one of my favourite people because where we've been texting and then I've had like a really busy, crazy, shitty couple of months and have not texted. And then I think I texted and was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry, it's taking me ages to reply." And she was like, "It's cool, I didn't notice." And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> This is the best Hashtag thing. ADHD if, friend is great. Right, exactly. If, you, if you're yeah. going to be ADHD, have some ADHD friends who get it. Okay, so, yeah. so one of the things with with that's been a really good learning for me and hit me hard, I think, this summer um, was like looking at like putting your clothes away and like making sure that everything's out in the open that that comes down to object permanence, right? The same thing with emotional permanence. So if I don't message somebody back right away, I don't know if it's been a day or a month. If mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my kids were gone for the summer and yes, I noticed, obviously I missed them, but I didn't really notice because they were having a good time. I knew that they were okay. So I was able to keep that part separated. Know that they're fine. I don't, I don't need to worry about it. And so when my friends don't message me for a long time, it's like, oh, hey, nice to talk to you (laughs) like or i'm sorry i didn't message back you know i know it's been over a month i oops (laughs) oops oops it's like my my catch line my catchphrase yeah Yeah, exactly which that has been that has been my biggest struggle in business is is making sure that i message back in an appropriate amount of time because i just time blindness i just don't think about it and that's my and I, I feel like especially i mean especially in the, a lot of the business that you deal with and the kind of people that you deal with you probably deal with a lot of neurotypical but a lot of males as well i think don't you even neurotypical um, men, yeah yeah so actually that's a that's a really big contrast to you and how you do things so it must be a, yeah. a, a, a real pressure to think right i really need to stay on top of this and Otherwise, oh yeah, because then if I don't message back right away, if I if I don't message back right away, I know that they're going to be upset with me, and I know that I'm going to have to deal with it, and I know that I'm going to have to write the apology message before, and blah blah blah. Like, uh, yes, I I have that a lot. It's it's actually, it is the biggest thing that I'm working through is Mm -hmm. I have that cloud all the time. That's that is something for me for sure. Mm. Do you? Mm. I, I keep asking questions and I'm conscious that, you know, our alarm went off like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, with that, do you feel like having the diagnosis and actually, I mean, would you, would you turn around to these people and say, look, just so you know, I have ADHD. This is, this is what could happen. So please don't be mad at me. Would it that really, be something that you would do? No, 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 because I think that so many people look down on it. And I think that so many people see it as a negative that I wouldn't want to set up expectations where I will be less than, where they're already putting their walls up. Mm. I think Katie has just articulated my feelings in better words than me. I, I have no issue with telling people and I, I want to be, I, I feel like I am quirky enough and out there enough and unusual enough that, that maybe I have a bit of a platform to talk about it to make people, other people feel less alone with it and that, that is that does feel important but there are still so many there's there's stigma, there's issues there's people make assumptions um, and I am wary of I basically it's other people's ignorance but I am wary of that yeah. ignorance then damaging my reputation, my business, my that yeah. kind of stuff so I've... I will never hide it but I'm not necessarily front and centre with people like hey this is a thing it, depending yeah. on the person, it does depend on the person it absolutely, because um, there's and some I, people yeah, I mean I have some clients who are like hey we're both ADHD so like 
we'll have a chat in like six months that's cool mm-hmm. um but but yeah i don't i don't think it's something that i would necessarily advertise at this point no i think because i i struggle like with a, a few things being in just a male-dominated industry i'm already not taken mm-hmm. seriously as because i work with jeremy sure who's my one. business yeah. partner I, we, we had a client a long time ago where he didn't understand a word I said. He didn't understand the email. I sent like the exact same thing typed through Jeremy's email and he was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, I've had men pull me aside after I did a presentation and talk about my weight. You know, like there's already, I already struggle on so many different fronts that I think giving them that is just, I'm, I'm giving them something that they don't, they haven't dessert they don't isn't earn that they really that's really sad though isn't it that yeah that you have to feel like that you know that you have to be that way when it's hard I feel, yeah for sure yeah i feel like you know at the end of the day again maybe this comes back to the way as well that you and i both grew up differently in that i very quickly embraced my weirdness and was like hey this mm-hmm. is this is the thing and for you it was different you you know you you, you it didn't feel right for you you to have I was, well, see, growing up, I was shamed for it. It was like a very Mm. negative thing to be outside of the norm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it as well. I I know you you talk, Carla's already said, you know, I don't know what's personality and what's the ADHD thing. But I wonder if if it's it's it sounds like it's massively affected by our upbringings as well, about the our experiences that we've had growing up and and how it's responded to how it's. Yeah, yeah, I, I realize that. And it's not even it's not even family. It's not even parents. It's just people yeah. around you and how they reacted. Because, like I, I struggle asking for help. And I realized um, a while ago it's because, in the past when I've asked for help, it ends with me getting yelled at, mm. and that's very condensed. But help equals anger. Help equals, yeah. and so I'm having to unlearn and relearn. And the whole process of unlearning and relearning everything that I thought I knew is exhausting. It's a it's, it's a big because thing. she gets people like me going at her. Look, if you need help, just ask me. I will help you. <laughs> and then I literally like my my instinct is like oh, I don't know how. Do you, right? know, like, do you know what's so interesting though? So so I have I have I, I have similar issues asking for help, but not for the same reasons. So when I have help asked for help in the past, right away from childhood, it has always been freely given. It's been a good experience. It's been great, but because I struggle with things that other people find easy, because my life. I don't get me wrong. My life is great, but like the the the, the thing, the phrases that have followed me through life is, "Why can't you just like Why can't you just get up half an hour early? Why can't you just get to work on time? Why can't you just focus on one thing and finish it before you, you know, mainly work work and home based? Um, my, you know, relationships have been fine, but um, um, yeah, work work and home based issues. And so I then feel, and again, I've only just kind of figured this out, I think, that I struggle to ask for help because on some level I am trying to prove a point to myself, to everybody else. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it all by myself and it's fine because because I can't do it all by myself. But I think mm. that I should be able to. And, and so there's something there's there an as oppositional, well, I think that, There's an oppositional yeah. defiance with ADHD. Yeah. You get dopamine yeah. from being right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Re- is that a thing as well? I didn't... Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains a lot about the arguments yeah. I have with Stuart then. Yeah. It's, it, I, that, the whole, honestly, and, and I think what you said just then, Katie, I know it's quite a specific thing, but, but actually I think for regardless of your experiences, regardless of when you were diagnosed, regardless of whether you get diagnosed, regardless of how, once you have an awareness of this... Um, and whether that is ADHD, which is what we've mainly focused on, or autism, or any other kind of neurodiversity, because like it's called a spectrum for a reason, oh, right? Yeah. Like, it's big. Um, it, you kind of have to re, almost like recenter your whole life. Not a center, because I, I don't want it to be. And for me, it very much. And people keep saying, "Oh, it's." I have this whole thing between like it's a disability and a superpower. I don't really see it as a disability. I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a superpower. No. I don't like neither of those things really resonate for me. Although no. I can see why, but I also don't want to steal those i don't want to say oh that's not a thing because obviously for some people one or both of those terms might be very relevant however without centering it you do kind of have to relearn everything like it's, i am it's an unlearning and that, relearning unlearning 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 mm. the dishwasher takes five minutes but in my life i have lived out of the dishwasher for like a week because i just have not been able to get myself together enough to unload it before so it's like okay, these so... tiny tiny little things that and, and i do think that's that's a massive thing like once you have that awareness you, you're suddenly like 
oh is that and, and and then you have to look at like what is learned behavior what is adhd what is a coping mechanism what is actually just a thing and it's totally fine what is normal it's massive and it is exhausting it's it, exhausting. it is because like going for a shower is not mm-hmm. going for a shower i don't like the fe- okay so like with me it's you have to make the decision you have to actually get up and go it's getting the towel getting the face cloth getting you know undressed getting the temperature right getting in being cold for a little while doing the 50 things that you need to do to get done and then for me i have a lot of sensory issues around water so i'm fine when i'm in it but i feel extremely uncomfortable and damn near nauseous when i'm out of the shower and i'm like that wet feeling even that word gross (laughs) so that's a whole that's a whole thing that i have to mentally prepare myself for and if i'm already low on energy the idea of doing that is just like oh i don't wanna right Mm. like there's so many but it's like that with everything is it gonna take five minutes yeah is it gonna take three hours in my mind yeah mentally this is the thing yeah it might take actually five minutes but it's the The, the, the lead up to it can take I, I'm the same sometimes when I, when I think oh I've got you know I need to wash my hair oh god yeah but then, then I've got, oh it's going to take me this long by the time I've actually sat there and worried about it for two and a half hours I could have mm-hmm. had the hair washed and been off and done all of the other things yeah by because like, I, do think you know what? I think I think I think that we're seen uh, so I know for me but I've, I've, see, I've seen from a lot of people that were seen as lazy and that's not mm-hmm. the case it's just that when I'm sitting on the couch and I'm looking at the mess that's right there um it's not like i've seen people be like get up clean it and then done it's like how the fuck did you just do that because for and me do you know what i think there... that that is the hardest thing to explain when you say something because because also i think the thing that for me that the stuff i've been bad at is like doing my accounts finishing finishing a specific project um paying my i don't know my, my electrician and my plumber who are bloody amazing people but very very patient with my crap paying paying sarah in fact <laughs> That's not happening fast, but it's happening. Um, those those kind of things. And you say to people, like, you know, doing my housework, doing the hoovering, um, you know, doing my laundry. And people are like, but nobody likes doing that. You just have to get on and do it. And I'm like, I know, but if it was that fucking easy, I would have done just, it by now. Yeah, it was that like, just, I know, I know you just have to do it. I know no, that nobody enjoys this shit. I do understand there. that intellectually. Like, I am an intelligent human. In fact, I am, I am higher than usual intelligence human being, as I'm up, up myself as that sounds. It's not that I don't understand it. It's that I can't, I can't. And I, I can't explain why. I can't. I just can't. I call it. I call it waiting mode. I call it waiting mode. So if I've got an appointment too late in the day, nothing can get done because what happens if I start a project? What if I miss it? What happens if I start a project and I just get so tunnel visioned? And then it's like there's two options: either I stop and make the appointment on time, but then what? I'm going to lose. But I'm going to lose my focus. I'm going to miss out, and I'm going to stop this project. Am I going to be able? But like sitting there and wanting to get something done, staring at it, it's not like I can just be like, I'm going to do that. Like I've had. I'm looking from when I did laundry in here. There's a dryer sheet on my floor. It's been there for a while. It's I'm literally walking past it when I'm going to somewhere with a garbage can. But it's like, huh, okay. Because but it's like when there's cleaning, it's like sitting there and going, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Oh my god, I wish. Why can't I do this? I wish I could get up. And those are the thoughts that are going in. And it just is, it's over, it's its consuming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And it, but it's really hard to explain to someone that doesn't get it. Um, yeah. And and actually, I think even even then, we're still conditioned to think that we shouldn't, this shouldn't be a kit. Like, and, and actually, I would say my, um, I know I'm conscious of time, but like, I would say for me, um, if anyone is thinking, oh, I'm not sure, like diagnosis wise, do, do I want to pursue that? Is that a thing? Um, I was really dubious that it would help. I was like, I'm 35, I've done pretty well. Like stuff is happening. Do I need this? I'm not sure. And then I was really dubious about meds. And I would say like all round for me, the the meds have helped massively, but the even even without that, even if I'd not been able to start meds, if that wasn't a thing they hadn't agreed with me, just knowing there's an explanation for that stuff has just made me much kinder to myself. Like I've just been yeah. much more patient with myself. So rather than just being like, you're a crap human being, why are you so crap? Other people can do this. Why can't you do this? You should be able to do this. This like constant little asshole of a voice in my head. Like that, mm-hmm. that voice has kind of gone because now I know there's a reason it isn't me being crap it is a thing and and that is really and it's not just a thing it's not like I am broken it's just the world is not set up for the way that I function and that's okay like yeah yeah. so then I'm just creating my own little world that does work for me right and I love my world it's great yeah yeah because you're the world outside doesn't doesn't work you know so it's just yeah yeah 
Huh. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good way to. I think that's a good good note to finish on, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I, um, I can't believe it. I don't know where an hour went. That was amazing. I know. It has flown by. I'm also looking at the time and thinking, fuck yes, we really need to stop talking now. So. We do. No one will be surprised to see a longer, the longest episode in the, no, in the, uh, in the series. Though, in the season will be ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, so we're, this is part one. <laughs> I know. Yes. We will definitely I come mean, back and do this again because I think it's. Uh, I feel like actually that's probably worth let's put it out there to the listeners. If they've got things that they want to talk about specifically surrounding things like new yes. neurodivergence and, and creativity or you know running a business yep. whatever yep, yep. message us because we will actually we'll get katie back on again and we'll we'll, yeah. do, we'll have another conversation about it yeah. um, i'm actually yeah i think because I, I know an adhd coach and um yeah there's there's some people i think would be really interesting to talk oh, and yeah, also i think there's loads whole... more to talk about i think there's that like there's some stuff about processing it when you first get diagnosed like, there's there's so much stuff and i think it would be really good to tackle that because yeah. i think it is it is more prevalent in creatives than i don't mean just adhd i mean general general yes. neurodiversity like general I general agree. just not being normal right because who wants to be normal who wants to be normal um, definitely yeah definitely. Um, cool. before we go katie is there anything that you haven't talked about that you would like to talk about at all Oh goodness! I don't know what we have talked about. To be honest, um, it's all... <laughs> in that case, plug yourself if there's anything else. That's, that's, that's that's another thing you can do is tell us where yeah, we tell can us, find tell us where we can you. find you. Yeah, yeah. So the biggest things, um, Chewy Media. I mean, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Every I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. So it's Katie McKay. <laughs> um, Chewy Media is where I am most of the time, and then also Connect Now Business Network. So we're making a lot of. A lot of changes there again to work with how i work now so i'm making a ton of adjustments so yeah chewy media connect now business network those are my main two awesome we'll make sure my we'll main put all the links in our yeah main two. main two oh you're like 25 <laughs> <things. Amongst> <laughs> all <laughs> the other things yes we'll make sure we put all the links in our uh, in our show notes though so we yeah we'll get all of those from you but uh, thank you very mm-hmm. much for coming and yeah talking thank to you us. yeah it's been really lovely it's lovely to see your face at last yeah Yay! nice to meet you cool. <laughs> yeah. i finally introduced my two adhd Yay! buddies i'm very happy <laughs> and now you're probably going to join us at some point in that whole <laughs> <expression> thing. <laughs> yeah okay whatever sorry <laughs> uh thanks for listening guys we'll see you thank next time you. bye-bye okay. thanks so much for listening we'd love for you to rate us review us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app five stars please Uh, where can people find us online sarah we are on facebook and instagram at creative reboot co and we also have a facebook group which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes just search for creative reboot group and you can also go to our website creativereboot.co where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.